Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode 13 of Spoiler Season. Uh, it's been a little while. Uh, we didn't get to do the last batch of cards because I got sick. Um, my, my, my voice was gone, I was coughing, and my nose was bad. You can still maybe hear it a little bit, I don't know. But we're back, and uh, we're going to go through and uh, talk. We're not going to do every single card, but we're going to review the ones that kind of pique our interest for either standard or limited. So we're going to start with white um, in the last batch spoiled on Friday. And the first card we have is built to last. This is white instant target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn if it's an artifact creature it gains indestructible until end of turn i like this card i think that uh it is not getting a ton of attention right now but this plus uh the green one that does almost the same thing where it gives i think it's green instant uh plus two plus two and hexproof and it's like blossoming something something green yeah something green blossoming flower blossoming a shire uh, but anyways, it uh, I think these two things together make it so that you can play some kind of uh, aggressive deck with a heavy emphasis on pump spells. So you don't just have to go wide or hope to get there with aggro creatures or burn. I think that this lends itself to something like, you know, maybe not certainly as powerful as, but similar to Team or Battle Rage become immense uh, because this provides protection, right? This is like infect and you have vines of vastwood to protect your infect creatures. I think that this allows you to go big on one of your creatures and say pump 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 uh uncaged fury plus one plus one double strike and then when they try to kill it you get to protect it with uh built to last or blossoming green things right you're not punished so you have a little bit more lasting power than just a straight like aggro pumping deck right and it, it's it's great because in team of battle rage become immense we saw that it caught people off guard at first and people like you know weren't weren't packing the right removal for the deck um, but once they caught on, then copies of uh, the, those combo pieces started to get cut because um, everyone knew what the jig was, and they started packing more removal for it. But this is great because it provides some um, insurance with that kind of scenario. Absolutely. All right, the next card that caught my eye was Eddie Trail Hawk. This is white one for a one-two bird with flying. Uh, when Eddie Trail oh! Hawk... We finally have a Ryan animal sound today. Yeah, I figured I'd, I'd throw throw my hat into the ring. Yeah, get in on the party. Um, so when this enters the battlefield, you get two energy. And whenever it attacks, you may pay one energy. If you do, another target attacking creature gains flying until end of turn. Why do you like this for limited? Uh, well, first of all, I think we all know flying in limited is amazing. But two mana for a one power flying? Still good. Still good. And you can make other things flying. Even if you only get to... I think you'll get to attack with it more than once because the air doesn't get that crowded. And you can make something else fly. So you can have a bigger thing on the ground. Wait a little bit. Play this out. You know, swing with your gear hulk in the air. Something really broken like that. Yeah, my mythic gear hulk. Yeah, which I'm going to draw. In the, I know. In the I know you are. I mean, And Min's drafting five color gear hulk. So right. you guys will both get there. There are a lot more gear hulks than people think. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that this card is okay early game. I don't lo- like like it very much. I think it was just a one t- like a Stormcrow, right? Because this is basically Stormcrow. Um, Which is OP. OP. Uh, I probably wouldn't play it. But I think the fact that it's giving you energy is good. 
Yeah. And then in the late game, this isn't dead, which is odd because like a one-two flyer in the late game is usually <laughs> not good. Um, but yeah, the ability to play this, and then if you untap with it, you get to give one of your big guys that's kind of stuck on the ground in the ground stall uh, flying is a nice way to get over the, the board for the last couple points. Definitely. I totally think this is worth running in a limited deck. Oh, okay. So I have to say, looking at all the dwarves that have come out, I don't think there's going to be a dwarf constructed deck. I Not right now. At the end. Okay. Well, so, but the next card that I'm looking at is... It's a dwarf. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we don't have to go into the deck right now, but um, we'll just talk about another card that caught my eye. White one, gear shift ace, dwarf pilot, first strike. When it crews a vehicle, that vehicle gains first strike. Um, it's a 2-1. Yeah, I think the vehicles are pretty big. Like, I don't yeah, think first strike is super necessary. Uh, this guy is okay. Two power. It's like a, you know, it's two mana for a 2-1, but it has first strike, so it trades with uh, other bear-type creatures. Um, I, I like it. Uh, I, I think that sometimes the vehicle thing will be relevant, but not always. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's fine on its own. It's worth running. It's like a bear, sometimes better. Um, ninth Bridge Patrol, white one for a 1-1. One, one. Whenever another creature you control leaves the battlefield, put a plus plus one counter on it. Um, we saw a card like this in Eldritch Moon, I think, which was black one for 1-1. One, one. Whenever something died, it got a plus plus one counter. It might have even been black two for 1-1. For one, one. And that guy, if left alone, got pretty big. This does the same thing, but it also counts blinking, which is really nice, uh, or bouncing or whatever. Um, mm. because it's, it'll grow a little bit faster, and uh, Kaladesh does seem to care a little bit about Blink. So, Yeah, I, I hadn't noticed the leaves the battlefield versus dying. I still, I don't love it, which is weird because I'm, we're going to talk later about another 1-1 one, one card that grows that I really do like, but I just don't like these things where you're, Fine. like, happy to see your own I think creatures this is nice leave because the battlefield. It, yeah, but it's, it helps you, like... If they don't kill this card and then you have to kill like your other threats, then this will just become a threat. It helps a little bit if you're starting to fall behind. It helps you to stay stay ahead. Of, I don't think it's the best card ever, uh, but I think it's fine and playable fine. and limited. I think we saw uh, you know, almost identical designs of this be okay and limited. So. Yeah. It's also a dwarf. Yep. I think um, Servo Exhibition, white one sorcery, create two, one one colorless servo artifact creature tokens, is really good. This is like a raise the alarm sorcery speed, but it's a raise the alarm. Um, and any kind of deck that wants tokens is going to use this. It's tokens just, or artifacts entering the battlefield. Yeah, uh, I think probably more so tokens. I think <laughs> if you just want artifacts entering the battlefield, you can find better ways to do that than create two one ones. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if you want tokens, then this is a good, pretty good place to go. Yeah. Moving into blue, uh, we have some interesting cards to talk about. Uh, we have Confiscation Coup, which is blue blue three sorcery choose target artifact or creature you get four energy counters then you may pay an amount of energy equal to that permanence converted mana cost if you do gain control of it this is pretty similar to another five mana sorcery we had that can gain control of a creature um and my evaluation of this card is almost the same as the other one i think that this is a good sideboard card i think if we end up getting uh some mid-rangey decks uh this is going to and you, you can afford to run blue and you can hit the double blue. This will come in on the sideboard. We saw this be good in decks like Just Guy Black against Obzon. And even Obzon blue ran it against uh, Obzon and Just Guy Black. So, hmm. yep. Yeah. I, this is, again, this is sort of like the blue equivalent of we saw the red and black instant sorcery cards that were super flexible about they come in with energy and you can use more energy than you're given from the card um, or less depending on on what you need so the red was the burn spell where you got 
what was it, three energy, so you could deal three damage, or you could deal one, or if you have more floating around, you can deal more. So Yeah, and this is pretty similar. Yeah, I, I do, again, love this flexibility with the energy. It's nice. Yeah. Um, the other blue cards that I'm actually very excited about is Glimmer of Genius. Blue three, instant. Instant is so important. Instant at last. Scry two, then draw two cards. You get two energy counters. Uh, This is the kind of blue card draw that blue needs badly. Um, We've seen blue lose since dig through time. We've had nothing. Uh, Like there's been Mm. actually no good blue card draw. They gave us uh, Epiphany at the Drowned Yard, which is unplayable. They gave us Fortune's Favor, which is unplayable. Um, This is the first card that's good. So Divination was played and constructed back in Return to Ravnica Standard, and that was blue two for Sorcery draw two. We also saw Inspiration has seen play in Standard, which is blue three for Instant Speed draw two. This is just strictly better. I think I get to say that here. It's actually strictly better. Is you get to scry two, then draw two, and you get two energy. And this is a great way to incidentally get energy because this card is great by itself. If this just said scry two and then draw two, this is an instant speed read the bones for one more mana. And without the life loss, I'd happily play this card. Um, and I'm getting the additional upside of two energy counters to spend toward my era of innovation or my other energy sources in the deck. So this is a card that I think if there is a, a blue-black or Esper control deck or Grixis control deck, this card will have to be in there because uh, it's it, it seems to be one of the strongest blue card draw spells that we have outside of the... Um, more kind of more build around blue one era of innovation three energy uh you have to pay what pay six energy or eight energy to draw three cards yeah so i have to say when i saw this i wasn't super excited i didn't see this cry came before the draw so that's pretty important i I do like that a lot it's because you don't like drawing cards as much as i do no i do i just so isn't four a lot though i mean you said oh it's only one more than read the bones but sometimes you keep a hand with read the bones because you're like oh i can get to three mana and then i have read the bones so i can help my curve four mana like you need to i don't know four feels like like it's a little it's more than three it's an it's an it's a jump four is more than three good job okay but you know whereas like you know, a two mana spell versus a one mana spell may be like less of a difference. Like this is getting to the realm where it's more expensive. Like I think the difference between three and four is not huge on the curve. I think one and two is a bigger difference, and I think like five to six is a bigger difference, or six to seven. Three to four, I don't think is a huge difference. Read the bones. Uh, so it kind of lends itself to a different strategy, right? Because since it's a sorcery, uh, you did play it on your own turn, and we saw that the control decks that played this card were mostly tapo control. Right. White black control played with the bones. Grixis control slightly less tap out, but like honestly, the blue is just for Jace, so yeah. <laughs> it was really just a red black control tap out control deck. So we've seen tap out control decks have to play that card. What this does is this allows for a more controlling control deck. It allows for something that's more of a Drago strategy. Certainly not pure Drago, like you're going to have to run creatures, torrential gear Hulk, etc. But it lets you actually play at instant speed, which is huge because if I cast read the bones on turn three. Um, I'm giving my opponent complete freedom to do whatever they want. And that feels so bad. Yeah. But now I'm like, all right, uh, I can leave up four mana, pass the turn. Do they do something that worries me? If so, I can kill it or counter it or do whatever. But if they don't, I get to draw two cards. I get to scry two, then draw two cards. Um, so I think this is really good. And like, you're also right uh, in that 
there so there were hands that you would keep because you had read the bones and you'd pretty reliably hit three mana especially in the deck with like 26 or 27 lands this card being a four mana means that if you have a hand with like two lands in this you might not be able to keep it so you might end up having to mulligan a little bit more uh, or you might have to run anticipates or something like bad cards like that to try to compensate for this but i think that the upsides of this card like this and read the bones are just pretty different um yeah. and this lends itself to one kind of strategy read the bones another kind but this is a card that i'm really excited about uh and part of it is probably just because it's been so long or it feels like it's been <laughs> so long since we've had good card draw in blue it's been i mean since cons rotated which was in like last september right when battle for zendikar came in mm. and we since then we've had no blue decks the only blue cards that have seen play Jace. Jace, Reflector Mage, and Spellcrawler. Yeah. Right, are the Excellent ones that jump to mind. Yep, and uh, no, not really any counter spells or hey, blue. Clash like, was... what happened to blue? Clash of Will was seeing play. A little bit, a tiny bit. Yeah. Like, how company got to run the gate. And, and Ojutai's Command was in company. Yeah, but the, like, it's blue-white. And, like, how often... I know. I mean, I guess you use a counter spell sometimes, but... I don't know. This is nice. This yeah, is really yeah, good yeah. for blue, and I'm looking forward to seeing if there's a control deck that can take advantage of it. Yeah. Okay, so there is also a, another blue counterspell that has been revealed. Well, two. So two that we can talk about. One is Revolutionary Rebuff. What's the other one? Failed Inspection. Oh, Failed Inspection fails my inspection. It's terrible. <laughs> we I, we don't have to talk about that one. It's blue, blue, two, counterspell, draw a card, then discard a spell card, instant. This is just like almost like 98% of the time is going to be worse than every other counterspell in the format. Uh, like looting is so much lower value than being able to play uh, the four mana counterspell that lets you copy or redirect or just playing Void Shatter or Scatter to the Winds. This card doesn't bear discussion. Glimmer of, uh, not Glimmer, uh, Revolutionary Rebuff, on the other hand, this is the counterspell that I, I think we wanted or like is closer to the counterspell we wanted because I was pretty disappointed by the four mana three mode counterspell. Mm. This is two mana. Uh, the only two mana counterspells we have in standard right now are Horribly Awry, Negate, and Psychic Rebuttal, uh, and I guess Solengar Scorn, which is rotating, and Psychic Rebuttal is also rotating. Um, Horribly Awry and Negate are very narrow. This card is much less so. So in the early game, this is just blue one counterspell. Uh, in the late game, it gets a little worse. It's not quite Mana Leak, and like Mana Leak also loses some value in the late game. It gets a little worse. Um, but this is probably playable. Uh, I think the one thing you have to pay attention to is the fact that it does say non-artifact. I think some people are blowing this out of proportion and are saying, oh, Kaladesh is an artifact set. This is unplayable card because artifacts. No, you would still play a counterspell that counters like almost every card in their deck except for the you know however many artifacts they're running if we see decks that are running like a lot of artifacts or that like the spells you super want to counter end up being artifacts then sure this doesn't get played but i think if you have a control deck this is going to counter most stuff like the best thing you're going to do on turn two is probably still going to be something along the lines of sylvan advocate or voltaic brawler uh, and this counters it, it trades great with all of the two drops um and uh, like gear hulks are what come to mind for me gear hulks and vehicles are the big artifacts right and uh, uh i guess like if you're in a combo deck ether flux reservoir um and this misses those but those are also more expensive and like further down the line you should have more answers than just like this one thing all right moving on to black 
We're looking at Diabolic Tutor. This is Black Black 2. It's a sorcery. Search your library for a card and put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. This is a great reprint. Um, Diabolic Tutor is not a good card. It's never been a good card, <laughs> but uh, it's a great reprint because it allows the Seasons Past deck to continue to loop Seasons Past. Um, certainly, Dark Petition is way better. Yeah. Like, being able to flute the three and cast Runa's Path or Languish so was really, really good. But Diabolic Tutor does come down a turn earlier than Dark Petition uh, does, and, um, you know, it still fulfills the purpose of looping Seasons Pass. Like, you're going to lose a little value, but ideally Seasons Pass wants to go really late, and you're going to get so much value off of casting Seasons Pass, assuming you can build the correct shell for it, that I think it's worth it. Um, but, you know, whether a Seasons Pass deck is going to be competitive remains to be seen, especially because the deck uh, is losing Languish and the format looks very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, there's no black board wipe. Nope. We have uh, our cheap board wipes are Radiant Flames and Kozilek's Return, but Kozilek's Return... So Radiant Flames requires you being, like, three colors. Right. Kozilek's Return requires that you're running a bunch of Eldrazi. The Instant Speed, Red Red 2... Uh, deal three damage to everything board wipe requires that you have an artifact and that you are willing to sack that artifact and then we skip for uh well there's no other four mana spells uh and then you get to five where you get the white board the white, wipe for five. Yeah. yeah so uh it's interesting wizards is keeping their word in terms of they're going to make s removal spells or answers or sweepers that do different things and you'll have to pick your deck uh, and pick the correct sweeper for the week and what you expect the metagame to be. So that's kind of what we're seeing here, I think. Yeah. What do you think that means for <laughs> the early weeks of standard and competitive play? I, I think this is what we've classically seen. Sorry. Aggro decks we've seen tend to do really well in the first right. week. I think that that will continue to be true, especially because control is losing so many pieces. And the pieces they're gaining um, are like the four mana draw spell and the two mana counter spell. But... I'm, I would be very uncomfortable playing Control Week 1 because we, we can speculate on what the metagame is going to be like and we can say, oh, it'll probably be aggressive or it'll pro you know, probably have emerged decks, but I don't feel comfortable tuning a Control deck for the first week. That seems very hard to do uh, and very unlikely to succeed. Um, additionally, it seems like the answers you'd need for an aggro deck, an aggro heavy, heavy meta versus an Emrakul meta and a Liliana meta or a Delirium meta, different. they're all super different. And right. you're losing a bunch of like good sideboard, anti-graveyard sideboard cards. So I'm not comfortable running a control deck right now. Um, we'll see after week one if the metagame shapes up. But I think right now, I think you really do want to play either aggro or mid-range. And if you can find and crack combo, go for it. But I, I think aggro or mid-range is the way to go right now. And it just depends on what flavor of those decks you want to play. Yeah. I agree. And I and I, I think that's something that's sort of emphasized by this more pick and choose removal spells. These pick and choose removal spells where it's not a be all answer to everything. So you can't just run a control deck that will answer any deck. You really need to know or be able to predict what the meta is gonna look like in order to craft a a good answer to it. Um another card in black we have that I think is good and limited is Foundry Screecher. This is black two flying. Uh, for a 3-1, and it gets plus one plus seven as long as you control an artifact. It dies to literally everything, but a three-power <laughs> flyer for three is uh, something I'm interested in. Yeah. Oh, so here's the 1-1 one, one that I do like that grows. This is Fretwork Colony. It's black one for a 1-1. One, one. Can't block. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it and lose a life. 
Not yeah. optional. <laughs> this is a very aggressive card. Oh, I love it. Because this is going to be... It's always going to be a little behind the curve. Mm -hmm. Like, on turn 3, this is a 2-2. Two, two. On turn 4, this is a 3-3. Three, three. But... And, like, you can't block and you're losing a bunch of life, so you better be attacking. And yeah. you better have other aggressive cards. But if you can do that, I think it's really good. And in the late game, it's just enormous. Right. It's it's just so imminent, right? And, like, people don't want to spend removal on it early. And because you're not blocking with it, they can't, like, goad you into chumping with it. I would be willing to spend removal on this early. Okay. Well, This then. is a pretty good card. This is like a... Yeah. Like you said, it's just... It's going to kill you if you don't deal with it. Right. Well, so, so then that's, you know, you're eating a removal card with uh, this. I think actually, well, I think you need to be careful because I think if your opponent's on white and, like, they, so if your opponent decides this is a huge threat and they need to spend a removal spell on this, a lot of, like, for example, the white removal spells care about attacking or blocking. Right. Deal three damage to attack and block creature. Oh, so, so they my, might leave it on, turn, on the board. Well, what I'm saying is if I play this on turn two and then my opponent plays a land and passes to me, I'm not attacking with this because they're representing a removal spell and... Once I get this to four counters, I'm out of range of that removal spell. So I'm not going to attack with it. I'm going to play a new threat. And now my opponent has thrown away their second turn. So yeah. it puts them in a hard spot uh, because a lot of the removal is pretty conditional. So, um, yeah, yeah, this is an interesting card. Well, I was even thinking, you know, a lot of the white removal spells leave things on the board. So one of the cards we skipped over, Revoke Privileges, White 2, Enchantment Aura, Enchanted Creature Can't Attack, Block, or Crew Vehicles. Mm -hmm. So they still lose one life every turn. They're still It's still getting bigger. But it's not doing the only thing that you played that card yeah. to do, which is to to attack with. Revoke so, privileges against this would be a, a pretty right. bad deal. And that's not the only white removal spell that leaves your creature on yeah, the board. The so white enchantments. There's also blue enchantments that do the same thing. Yeah. Tap it down and don't let it untap. Right. So all right. So fretwork colony is a very cool card, but dangerous maybe yeah. particularly against white or blue. You really do need to play it in a uh, aggro deck. Where you don't really even care about the life loss, and you're just gonna kill them before the life loss. The oh, one yeah. ping matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Anything else from Black that you wanted to touch on? Oh, I think we wanted to look at Harsh Scrutiny, right? Yeah, this is like a slightly worse despise, except it has Scry, so that's nice. <laughs> uh, it's Black Sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a creature card from it. That player discards that card. Scry one. This will probably end up seeing some play. Uh, you know, the format looks like it's very mid-rangey and aggressive so i think that uh a black thought sees a creature away is nice uh this is you know it's a it's a very efficient card like cards like this always see some play uh it's nothing splashy or really super cool but it's good yeah does its job um i do also like this card make obsolete this is black to instant creatures your opponent controls gets minus one minus one till end of turn i don't think this is usually good I'm mostly thinking, and I, I don't really think it'll appear, but if any token strategies appeared... Oh, I was thinking this is a pretty good trick in Limited. Oh, sure, in Limited. I mean, like, you Three wipe away all their servos, like, their 3-1 oh, no, 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 no. flyers. Oh, yeah, This yeah. makes oh, all of your instant. creatures... It makes Absolutely. all of your creatures better. If they attack into you, you get to just blow them out. Yeah, just like... Yeah, I, I don't... Like, I don't, if tokens see play, sure. Like, this is a okay. really bad virulent plague, <laughs> but, like... I think the real uh, utility the of this card is in limited in combat. Yeah. Um, the other cool... we have, Well, we have two other cool black combat tricks. Yep, both limited. Subtle Strike, which is black one, instant. Choose one or both. Target creature gets minus minus one till end of turn. And put a plus and plus one counter on target creature. Great combat trick. Way to blow out your opponent. You can get yeah. a two for one with this pretty easily. 
Uh, and then Rush of Vitality, which is black one instant. Target creature gets plus one plus oh and gains lifelink and instructable until end of turn. This is another thing I really like. It's a nice trick. Um, gives you, a, you know, plus one plus zero isn't a ton, but the lifelink is nice and indestructible helps you to uh, not get blown out by, mm -hmm. you know, a big creature. Yeah. Moving on to red. The first card we'll look at is Built to Smash. This is red instant. Target attacking creature gets plus three plus three until end of turn. And if it's an artifact creature, it gains trample until end of turn. Yeah, I think this pairs really well with Built to Last. For red, white, you get to give something plus five, plus five, trample, and indestructible. Um, that's a lot. And especially if it's on like a vehicle, which already has <laughs> a decent amount of power, uh, we're talking a lot of damage. And if we have some way to give this double strike, then they're dead, just, just going to like die. Um, so I am interested in pursuing... Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, talk of, or I've talked about even red-green energy aggro. I'm interested in pursuing maybe red-white or Naya uh, aggro with more of a focus or emphasis on pumping stuff because I think we have the tools to actually do that. Yeah, it seems like we have some good, cheap pump spells. Yeah, and ways to protect the things we're pumping. Right. Anything else in red? Yeah, unfortunately, not a lot of interesting red cards. Um I do like, I mean, so we have a story piece, Fateful Showdown, mm -hmm. which is between um, Judge Tezzeret and Pia Nalar. You know, it's a card. Yeah, they have, they've changed how they do story spotlights a little bit. Now they put story spotlight actually in the bottom of the page, and they have a link to the website, mtgstory.com. So uh, they're really, really pushing story. Uh, <laughs> Starting with, uh, and they've already started doing it, but this is a kind of ratcheting it up a uh, further step with uh, these story spotlight cards. Yeah. I mean, the other card that stood out to me that I think is cool, but not that good, is Spontaneous Artist, which is red three, human rogue, three three, enters the battlefield, gain an energy, you can pay an energy, target creature gains haste until end of turn. I mean, three three, you're fine stats. Haste for itself or others is fine, but on turn four... I don't think this is bad. I don't think this is very good limited. It's like fine. As a yeah, I mean, like haste doesn't create. seem. Yeah, I just. I don't think it's pretty good. I know. I I I I want to like it though. Why? I just think it's cool. What about it? Do you think is cool? Uh, maybe the art. Okay. Fair enough. I think you should uh, also just take note of Renegade Tactics, which is red sorcery target creature can't block this turn. Draw a card. Because mm. what? Go was, on. That a, was that a meh? Yeah. Yeah. It's a one-mana cantrip. That's all. Uh, and okay, like, it's sure. something to take note of because we have a storm card. Um, so there's a couple of cards here that are one-mana and cantrip. And uh, you know, pressure point is two-mana and cantrip. Um, and I think that you're just good to pay attention to. Okay. I respect that. I, I don't like the card for itself. No, I mean, it's, of course, it's terrible. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> pay attention to it because it's a one-mana cantrip. And one-mana cantrips are worth noting. Okay. Also, this is a... Like, if you have a prowess... If you're running like Storm Chaser Mage and like Bedlam Reveler or something in an aggressive deck, like this triggers Prowess, so it pumps, it draws you a card, and it removes a blocker. So it maybe even in some kind of super aggressive deck, I don't know. But I think the Cantrip is the more relevant thing. Okay. Moving on to green, what have we got? We have a Fog. Commencement of festivities. Green one. Prevent all combat damage will be dealt to players this turn. Uh, I have a bad habit of at least trying trying hmm. to build a turbo fog deck in every format so i will probably try to do that this is a two mana fog which i think is 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 a uh, pretty sweet yeah 
Do we have other bogs? Oh in yeah. This oh yeah. You want me oh. to give you a list? You want me to give you a list? So here's what we have. We have Repel the Abominable, which is white one, prevent all damage dealt by non-human sources. We have Encircling Fissure, which is white two, prevent all combat damage to be dealt this turn. Uh, incident, I think it has Awaken. And then Royal Mage's Trick, which is blue three, Converge. Uh, creatures your opponent's control get minus X minus zero, where X is the number of colors uh, used to cast this, and you get to draw a card, so it cantrips. So we have some fogs. All right. I we see have you haven't thought fogs. about this at all. No, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I just, I just happen to know every fog in the format offhand. Excellent. Yep. Uh, we also have Durable Handicraft, which is green one enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on that creature, and you can pay green five, sacrifice Durable Handicraft to put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. I think that this card is interesting because it does make you play your stuff off curve, but you won't always curve out perfectly and limited anyways and like in the late game it's nice to be able to make your stuff slightly better and it gives you something to do with a lot of your mana because the you know pay six into this to put a counter on everything is pretty good and i i like how this interacts with flyers so um yeah it might be a decent card i wonder whether the kind of if you draw this early and it forces you to play stuff off curve and like you're also not playing a creature on turn two um is too much to overcome makes it too bad of a card uh but i thought it was cool yeah, I like it. Especially because there's also a decent number of cards that care about putting Having up a special counter on thing. Yeah. Yeah. We have our classic green removal. We have Hunt the Weak. We have good removal in this set for limited. Yeah. Really oh, good removal. Hunt I the agree, Weak yeah. is good. And then we also have Nature's Way, which is green one for uh, target creature control gains vigilance or tr and trample until turn both. Wow. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Uh, and then Hunt the Weak is the four mana, put a counter on a creature you control, and then it fights a creature you don't control. Um, and then we have good white removal, we have decent blue removal, we have some uh, black removal. Like, this is... I'm I'm pretty happy with the removal in this set. It looks like it's a removal-heavy format. Is that a good thing? Is that going to be really frustrating as the creature player, having all of your stuff just go away? Like, you, you put down your bomb, you know, that one rare that you got that you're super excited about, and it's gone the next turn? Uh, I like ways to beat bombs. Yeah, but I like you should also get some benefit. You know, bombs are bombs for a reason. Like they're exciting and they are game winners. You put them in their deck in your deck. Yeah, but when I say we have a lot of removal and a lot of good removal, look at the removal we have. The cards we cited are fight cards. The right. white one is three damage. The blue one is like tap it down. Okay. There's like white enchantments. Like all this stuff it can either be dealt with or it's too weak to deal with really big creatures. So like I think that this is fine. I think that this means that we're gonna have some more back and forth in the early and mid game. And, like, you can maybe even play the more controlling deck in the uh, earlier mid-game. But, yeah, like, bombs are still good. They're always good. Especially when they have uh, ETBs. Like, the Gear Hulks do. Which I'll be playing. Five-color Gear Hulks. <laughs> Anything else in green? Uh, well, the Conduit. What's it called? Servant of the Conduit? Servant of the Conduit. Yeah, we have a Mana Dork. You want to read that one? Yes. She is green one for a 2-2. Two -two. When Servant of the Conduit enters the battlefield, gain two energy. Tap, pay one energy, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Yeah. 2-2 two, so, two is good. Yeah, 2-2. Two, doesn't two, die to Lily. Right, doesn't die to Lily. Nice nice stats on her. Yeah, nice body. Um, and she also, like, some people have said that, well, you know, I want to be able to tap my mana dork as many times as I want for mana. Yeah. And maybe, but... Honestly, like two times is probably okay. Like, I, if you're ramping, I feel like tapping this twice is okay. Like, you might wish you could tap it at third or fourth, but like, you know, you can also get energy through other ways. 
Uh, and this adds energy, uh, adds, sorry, adds mana of any color, so it can also provide some fixing, which is nice. Um, and if you really want a deck that can activate any number of times and not die to Liliana, just play the werewolf. I forget what it's called, but the green one werewolf that taps for a green um, instead. Oh, it's defender, and you can like pay a whole yeah, ton like to a flip one, it two. over. Yeah, one two, and it flips and makes yeah. two mana or something. Two colorless. Yep. So I, I think this is a good card. So we're moving on to multicolored. Um, I think that all of the multicolored cards are decent. Uh, particularly in, in limited. We have Imperial Voyager, which is blue-green one for a 2-3 with flying and trample, which is by itself pretty good. Yeah. And whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you get that many energy counters. Woo! So this is a great way to fuel energy. Uh, it seems like red is a color that carries a decent amount of energy too, so like it might have been nice to have this in red, but um, I really like it. 2-3 flying trample for 3 is great, and then you get energy, so that's cool. Yeah. Green cares about energy too, I think. Yep. It's appropriate in green. Engineered Might is white-green three sorcery. Choose one. You can either, either give a, cre a single creature plus five plus five in trample on the turn or give all your creatures plus two plus two in vigilance. Uh, this is fine. I think the flexibility is really nice here because either of these effects alone are okay, but like I wouldn't be excited to pay five mana for them. Yeah, five is um, a lot. The flexibility here is, is nice and the fact that they grant either trample or vigilance uh, and it's the appropriate one, right? If I give a 5-5, five, five, I'd like it to have Trample. And yeah. if I give a, the team of the pump, I'd like it to have Vigilance. So yeah. that's nice. I do feel like this is pretty good in the late game because either you're sort of at parity, you need a way to... Break a board stall. Break a board stall, you get plus 5, plus 5 Trample. You're on defense, you're sort of in a bad position. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, this is Sorcerer. You're playing it on your turn anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this allows you to break board stall. It allows you to attack through. It's an aggressive card. It's not a defensive card, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's still good. Mm -hmm. um, next, we have Hazardous Conditions, which is green, black, two. Sorcery creatures with no counters on them get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Uh, in limited, if you can find a way, I, like board wipes, you know, if you're against a really aggressive deck, like I'd sideboard this in. But if, like, on the off chance you're able to build a green, black, plus plus one counters deck, then this is great. This is really good because this allows you to kill a bunch of their stuff or just make it so that their combat step looks awful when you attack <laughs> into their creatures yeah veteran motorist is white red for a 3-1 when it enters the battlefield scry 2 and when it crews a vehicle that vehicle gets plus and plus one till end of turn this is another dwarf pilot uh two mana for a 3-1 is okay <laughs> like it will trade with stuff you have to be willing to accept that uh if you're aggressive which i think this deck probably does want to be aggressive i think it's really good because you get to play this you get to scry, and then we've only seen crew three or less, so then you can just tap this guy to crew whatever you want, and it pumps the vehicle. So I, I'm pretty happy with this card in limited. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the vehicles are pretty large, so I don't think the pump is overly important, but the, the three power does allow it to crew vehicles by itself, which I do think is, mm -hmm. is very important. I think it has enough incidental stuff tacked on. Like, it's cheap, it scries two, it gives vehicles plus plus one. Um, altogether, I think it's, it's a nice card. Absolutely. Moving on to our pure artifacts. We have uh, a cycle that have colored activations. I think some of them are better than others. I'd say that, you know, like Bastion Mastodon is five mana for a four or five. You can pay white to give it a bit of a slow of turn. I think that like a card like this is okay normally, but the if you're in white, it becomes better. Yeah. yeah. But uh, cards like the green one, which is like a two one for two, that you pay green to give it death touch. If you're not playing green, I think the card is awful, and you just should never take it. Oh yeah, obviously, right? completely unplayable if you're not in yeah, green. So but in green, a little bit. I mean, death touch is nice. Like you leave that up, and people don't attack. Maybe right? Oh like, yeah, I'm just saying like you yeah. should pay attention to like be careful because just because they're colorless doesn't mean you should be drafting these. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't think you can think about like the white most one is probably okay to draft, uh, but still, the green yeah. one I wouldn't draft. The red one, which you can pay red for menace, is okay. Three for a three two is fine. Uh, four for a two four, I would not draft. But if I have blue to give it flying, I would draft that. Yeah. And did I miss one? Black. What's the black one? Lifelink. Three mana for a two three is okay if you're a little more defensive, and if you can give it black for lifelink, I think it actually becomes pretty good. Yeah. Um. Then we have Deadlock Trap. This is three mana artifact. Enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, you get two energy, and you can tap it and pay an energy to tap target creature or planeswalker. As activated abilities can't be activated this turn. What do you think? It's really nice to be able to um, inhibit planeswalkers, right? We know <laughs> planeswalkers are really good. It is a little slow. Like, I don't love that it comes down turn three, and it comes in tapped, so you can't even use it until turn four. It does make two energy, so you could be using, like, you could be doing something the turn that it comes down. You might not be taking it off. Yeah, I think that this is a pretty good card. I think that this has the potential to see some standard play, particularly because it can shut down Planeswalkers. Uh, and the ability to do that is nice. And, like, yeah, it runs out of energy quickly, so you better have a plan for how to <laughs> use this card. Either pump more energy out... Or uh, you're looking to only really stop a Planeswalker for a turn or two so you can do something. Um, but, like, the ability is powerful, so it's worth keeping an eye on. Um, it does not immediately jump out at me as, like, oh, it goes into this deck. Uh, right. But it, it's worth paying attention to. Yeah. This is the second card with a super close-up of Chandra's face, which is a little scary. It, the other one is Diabolic Tutor, so... You're saying Chandra's face is a little scary? When it's, like, up in my face, she's intimidating. <laughs> Okay. And, like, weirdly hyper-realistic. Nissa's in the back there. Ooh, Nissa and Chandra are trapped together. Mm. Deadlock trap. Mm. I hope Ashaya doesn't get jealous. <laughs> or the conduit. No. Uh, next, I have Snare Thopter. I love this card in Limited. I will draft these. This is four mana for a 3-2 with flying and haste. This is an aggressive card. And it's a card I really like in Limited. I'm really happy to be attacking... Uh, with a 3-2, hasty 3-2 flyer. Like, ooh, ooh, I like this card. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm overrating a little bit. I don't think it's actually great. Um, it's good. I'm just really excited for it. I like hasty flyers that have three power. That's It seems like it, uh, but like the two toughness means it will die to a lot of fl other flyers. Like but every like, other flyer. Yeah, ever. and like every removal spell kills it. Um, but, Getting less excited. But, but, and if like you're behind, it's really bad because you don't want to be attacking with it. But in your heart, you want like it to it. be good. I think this is, I, I do think it's good in a really aggro deck. Like if you're going turn two, play creature, turn three, play a hasty thing, swing with my two creatures, then turn four, uh, play this and swing. Like, I think it's really good if you're putting on the pressure. Yeah. 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 Um, we have a weird land sequestered stash. It adds for colorless and you can pay for and tap it and sack the land. Put the top five cards of your library into your graveyard. Then you may put an artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library. This is like kind of a weird card. I think that if, there is a deck that maybe is in two colors and can afford to play colorless. It's always the caveat with these, right? Like, you need to have a sufficiently good mana base without this card that you can afford to put in a land that's colorless. Because then being able to sack this and get a Gear Hulk on top of your library is good. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm using Gear Hulks as the go-to. Like, they just seem like they're really powerful, good artifacts. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. It's one of those like this is not going to make or break your deck, but if there's space for it. You might as well like it's yeah other potential application would be combo deck uh where you right you can get back your combo piece if it somehow makes yeah, it way into but the like graveyard it seemed like a really slow janky <sighs> way to do that so i don't love it 
But hey, you never know. Um, and then cards that were spoiled uh, late, late, late on Thursday that we didn't get to talk about uh, were uh, the Visionary Augmenter, White, White 2 for a 2-1 with Fabricate 2. You know, it's fine. Uh, we have three vehicles, though, which are interesting to talk about. So we have Renegade Frighter, which is three mana for a 4-3, Crew 2. When it attacks, it gets plus plus one against Trample till end of turn. Again, really aggressive. This is a really, really aggressive card. I think in Constructed, you probably play Smuggler's Copter over this. Yeah. But, like, it's a three mana, basically 5-4 in an aggro deck. So uh, I think that it has potential to see playing a Constructed aggro deck so worth yeah. keeping an eye on i i think this looks pretty good actually i lo- i like the trample i like that it grows when you attack crew two is super easy to turn on and i do wonder about like i think these vehicles might be better at dodging some removal because they aren't creatures on your turn oh they're so no they're so good at dodge removal like it oh my gosh it, yeah so as a someone who's played a lot of control decks the bane of control decks <laughs> are, man, are creature lands. Right. Right? Because they can only be killed with instant speed removal. And, like, sure, control decks run a lot of instant speed removal, but sometimes you don't have it. And sometimes if they have a lot of creature lands or a lot of vehicles, like, it's vehicles and creature lands are very similar in that regard, uh, in, that, in their ability to dodge stuff, and that's definitely going to be relevant, especially because they dodge sweepers. Yes. Yes. They'll, they'll stay out on the field. So I, I kind But of... also note that, like, they're not as good as Creature Lands when they dodge sweepers because you can't actually use them, use them immediately unless you play another creature right away. Right. You do have to have yeah. other stuff. But they're also, fields. they hit way harder than Creature Lands do. True. So if I board wipe and then my opponent untaps and swings for five, that's not good. Right. They, like, play a hasty two... It doesn't even have to have haste. You play a two-powered creature. Oh, yeah. It can crew. It doesn't need to have haste. Yeah. So our next vehicle is our Aradara Express, which is five mana choo for choo. A crew four eight six menace. Oh, choo choo! You did a, a train sound. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, expensive ish. Like for five mana, you can get Sky Sovereign, but uh, it's also a little expensive for crew. It's a crew four. Yeah, it's a bit much. Four is this kind one, of a lot. we're getting into maybe two creature territory. But the Menace and the high power and high toughness uh, is nice. So I think this is probably a limited card. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the Menace is pretty cool. You're swinging with an eight power Menace. Yeah, this is probably just going to eat two things. Yeah. Even if it trades, like, it'll eat two creatures. Yeah, so I... And if you have any tricks and you get to just oh. kill the two creatures <laughs> and then do it again Give next it turn... Give Indestructible. They, like, wasted their two guys. You know, they're, like, gearing up to block. They need to take out your Menace. They're willing to sacrifice, and then you just blow them out. Yeah, they're just dead in the, like, they're going to lose that game. Oh, yeah. Because then the next turn you do it again, and they are now out of creatures, so. Yeah. Our last vehicle is Ballista Charger. This is five mana for a 6-6. Six, six. When it attacks, it deals one damage to our creature or player. Crew three. Uh, this, I think, is, like, this is the one of the three that I'm the least excited about. 6-6 six, six is a good body, and the ability is okay. Uh, it makes combat a little trickier, but... It just doesn't seem as cool as the other ones. Yeah. I mean, Menace and Trample and Growing and, and the smaller crews are, are nice. So it it's not super exciting, but it's... Still good. Five mana, six, six. I definitely still played in Limited. I feel like I'd play pretty much any of the vehicles in Limited. Yeah, vehicles seem good. Um, I'm excited to see how this play out. I have to watch the pre-pre-release that uh, Loading Ready Red did to see how vehicles looked in Limited. Yeah. Um, I missed that on Sunday, unfortunately, but it is on YouTube now, so I'll check that out. 
And that's it for our cards. That's Kaladesh. Wow. Right? So was there anything else uh, we wanted to talk about? Dwarves. Dwarves. And how they're not a thing. Not a deck. They don't have enough support. So in Constructive, no. they're not going to be a deck. Someone will throw together an FNM janky sure. tier 7 deck that will be tier dwarves. Seven. But that, yeah, I, I did the math. It will be a tier 7 deck. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of random dwarves. I, I think you could have some random dwarf synergy in limited yeah Actually, it, might, it might incidentally pop up but i don't think it will i think much. the only dwarves matter it's card Dipala. is Dipala. yeah like no one else cares if the card is a dwarf yeah that's i don't know oh well um other things of note for kaladesh so impressions of the set i really like it i think it's great um i'm really excited to play the set i think it will be a Fresh change for Standard, which for a long time has felt just like Collected Company. And I'm really tired of Collected Company. So I'm looking forward to seeing something that's not Collected Company. And maybe the ability to play... I heard there were these colors called uh, Blue and Red. Meh. Um, which you know, I, I kind of forgot about. Uh, but apparently Blue and Red are colors and Black uh, will hopefully continue to be a little better. And... Uh, Green and white still look very good. Like, green and white are still great. The the, the decks that I'm going to be paying attention to, the aggro decks, which I think come in a lot of different flavors. I think that we could right now try to put together red-green energy aggro. We could put together red-white artifact aggro. We could put together red-black colorless aggro and pull out some of the old Eldrazi's. Um, I think that green-white X, uh, either green-white straight or Ban or Naya humans is still a thing. Um, I think that the Delirium decks are still a thing, and I think the Emrakul decks are still a thing, particularly because they're losing their sideboard hate. But the aggro decks will hopefully be able to keep some of the Emrakul decks in check, because if we didn't get aggro in this set, then it would just be emerge all the time. Um, Causal Extra Turn is still a thing, pay attention to that. Uh, and the Prized Amalgam deck with Haunted Dead and uh, Elder Deep Fiend, I expect, will stick around as well. Spirits also comes back. I still don't think it's great. I like people will try to make spirits work, and it's a fine deck. It's like a tier two deck all the time, um, but I still think that it has too many problems. Its stuff is too small, low impact, and if it ever falls behind, it just loses. Yeah. So that is it for our first season. We'll get back to you after the pro tour. See how some of our predictions played out and what standard actually shapes up to look like. Yeah. Uh, and remember, to, after that, we'll be back with Ether Revolt, which is the next set. And we're excited to continue to bring you all the latest and greatest spoilers daily, <coughs> as long as I don't get sick. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so again, make sure that you're ready for Ether Revolt by following us on Twitter. We're a spoiler underscore season. Uh, or on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Um, you know, on the internet, uh, we are spoiler season uh, everywhere else. And that's it. That's going to be it for two weeks. So enjoy the Kaladesh pre-releases. We're hitting up a bunch this weekend. Um, hopefully your pulls are as good as the person on Loading Ready Road who pulled like the five mythic pool. That was, that was pretty good. Thank you for joining us for season one. And we look forward to Aether Revolt. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, spoiler Season. season.